0: this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey.
1: Hi there. I'm John Avery Whittaker, but you can call me Whit. My friends and I are about to set off for a time of wonder and excitement. You want to come along? We'd love to have you join us for today's Adventure in Odyssey.
2: Teach a class in acting. (coughs) What?
3: Very
1: good, class. Why in the world would Blackard want to produce it?
4: Obviously, he knows talent when he sees it.
2: Pardon, Mr. Blackard? What? I believe you drifted into a rather vivid daydream.
3: Did I? Oh, 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 yes, I did. Only a daydream. It was a glorious moment. I was on stage again, basking in the glow of an enthusiastic audience. Nothing like my experience here in Odyssey. What have I done wrong, Shakespeare? Wrong, sir? We can't get the people to come to see the good shows we put on. And when they do come, it's to see yet another dinner theater production of Oklahoma.
2: We must perform the crowd pleasers to make money, sir. I know, I know. But
3: did we have to set it in Alaska?
2: Well, you'll remember that by setting Oklahoma in Alaska, we were able to use those costumes from our production of The Call of the Wild.
3: Yeah. But what next, Shakespeare? Shakespeare. A production of South Pacific in our costumes
2: from Romeo and Juliet. It's to save money, sir. I'm barely surviving as it is. Yeah, it's terrible. And if it doesn't improve, I'm afraid we'll go out of business. What do I have to do? Well, sir, there is an option. One that arrived in the mail this morning.
3: I'm not entering another one of those magazine contests, Shakespeare. I've spent a fortune in postage.
2: Uh, no, sir, if, if you'll be so kind as to take a look at this rather anonymous letter...
3: Anonymous? Not another threat.
2: No, sir, you'll see that it is an anonymous letter offering you a generous sum of money to teach a class in acting. (laughs) What? The only stipulation is that you don't exclude anyone who wants to attend.
3: Teach acting in Odyssey? Is this what it's come to, Shakespeare? To waste my time and talents listening to country folk butcher lines from our town and arsenic and old lace and the importance of being earnest. Yes, sir. I'd rather die.
2: Fair enough, sir. I'll just make us some tea while we wait for the bank to repossess all of our furniture.
3: Wait, 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 wait. Shakespeare! Sir? Of course you're right. There's no point in looking a gift horse in the mouth, even if it needs dental work. It's a matter of survival. Then... Yes, Shakespeare. Tell the good people of Odyssey that Edwin Blaggard is going to teach them how to act.
0: focus on the family and adventures in odyssey present the imagination station books an exciting new series for readers ages six and up through wit's greatest invention young readers will travel to the coliseum in ancient rome and a longboat in greenland
4: i am eric the red
0: they're vikings and there's so much more when you visit the ImaginationStation.com, you can find study guides and devotionals plus fun family activities more information at the or 1-800-A-FAMILY
5: What do you think? Jack? Count me in, Mr. Whitaker. I'd love to study with Mr. Blackard. Connie?
4: I don't know. He still makes me uneasy.
5: I thought we settled that.
4: Well.
1: Connie, Edwin Blackard has nothing to do with his brother. Besides, I happen to know that Dr. Blackard is still overseas. Uh huh. Well, it'd help you with your
5: work in the little theater.
4: Well, that's true.
5: I, for one, would be most gratified to expand my thespian abilities with Mr. Blaggard. I thought it was highly imaginative of him to do a production of Oklahoma, set in Alaska. (laughs) It's the mark of a true genius to use symbolism in that way. Uh, That must be a yes. Yes, it is a yes. Uh, uh, Affirmative. Uh, How about you, Charles?
4: Who, me? Of
1: course you. Didn't you tell me just the other day that you wished you could act?
4: Yeah, but that was just me talking. I do that a lot what do you mean you helped out with the kids radio program and you were great if i'm going to take blackard's class then you have to too i do yes then i guess i'll take the class
5: what about you mr whitaker are you going to take the
0: class
1: well i'd really like to jack but i'm a little overcommitted right now Uh, you can tell me how it goes and maybe i'll pick up a few pointers okay when does the class begin thursday evening
3: very good class very good those mouth exercises will help you to speak clearly and project your voice your acting will be of no use if your words are not as sweet whispers in the back row of the balcony
4: why will we be whispering in the back row of the balcony mr blaggard shouldn't we be on the stage a figure of speech
3: charles speak so you'll be heard
4: I always speak clearly, Mr. Blackard. Being a cheerleader has taught me the importance of that.
3: Yes, very good, Shannon. Now...
4: And when I play the part of Katie Crabapple in my second-grade production of... Yes, Shannon, we're all
3: confident in your ability to talk loudly. Now, class, our next exercise will be to help you develop another important tool of acting. The art of becoming.
4: Becoming what?
3: Precisely the question that must be asked. Becoming what? Becoming your character, of course! Since this is our first class together, we shall begin with the basics. For the next few minutes, I'd like you to think of and then become an inanimate object. A what? Become something that doesn't move or talk. A
5: rock or a tree.
4: Is that why we'll have to whisper to the back row? No,
5: Charles. Uh, Pardon me, Mr. Blaggard, but technically speaking, a tree isn't inanimate. It moves as it grows and spreads its appendages. Pardon me, I stand corrected. I want you to become
3: things, that's all, things. Now, unless there are other questions, become something. Very good, class. I think that's all for today. Well, then, I suppose this is as good a time as any to announce that the ultimate goal of this class, apart from making you better actors, of course, is to put together a production of some sort to be performed for the public.
4: Oh, wow. You mean, like, get up in front of people and perform?
3: Of course. A recital, if you will.
4: What will we be performing?
3: I haven't decided yet. I'll know by our next class, all right? I see by the gaggle of parents gathering at the door that we're over our time.
5: Dismissed.
0: Charles? How is it, son?
4: Okay, I guess. Where's dad?
0: Working late at the factory. Mr. Blackard? Yes. I'm Maureen Thompson, Charles's mom. No, no. Thank you very much for allowing him in your class. It was my pleasure.
6: Blackard? Yes. Richard Everett here? Shannon's my daughter. How'd my little pumpkin do? Pumpkin? I thought she was trying to be a rogue. What? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Talented little gal, isn't she? She'll be a star in no time at all, I'm sure.
0: Daddy.
4: It'll take a little time.
6: Not with my baby. Tell you what, Sugar Plum, you do a good job in this class, make your old dad proud, and there might be a small present at the end of it for you. Oh, Daddy! Perhaps that pool you wanted in the backyard.
4: Olympic size? Don't push it. Oh, thank you, Daddy.
6: Oh, you'll have to excuse us. I'm being paged. Come on, Shannon, I can make the call from the car. Ta-ta! Shakespeare! Shakespeare!
3: What am I going to do, Shakespeare? It was horrible. I've scraped more talent out from under my fingernail than I'll ever get from that class.
2: Patience, sir, patience. Have some lemonade. Oh, my soul's
3: bomb.
0: Ah. Mr. Blaggard?
3: Come in, Miss Minion.
1: I'm sorry to bother you, sir, but this envelope arrived for you.
3: Who is it from?
0: I have no idea. Someone apparently left it while I was away from my desk.
3: Hand it to Shakespeare, please, and thank you.
0: You're welcome, sir.
2: It looks to be another anonymous note. Well, what is it? Hmm. Dear Mr. Blackard, I wanted to thank you again for teaching the class. It went very well. Keep up the good work. Signed, Your Secret Friend. Well... It looks like the same handwriting as the original anonymous note. Isn't that
3: interesting? So our secret sponsor is actually in the class. Or connected with someone in the class. Who might it be? I don't know them well enough to guess. They all seem too poor to give me that kind of money.
2: It could be the parents of one of your students. True. It's a mystery, Shakespeare.
3: And you know how mysteries make me feel.
2: Nervous and sweaty.
3: Exactly. This means I'm going to have to be nice to everyone in a class. I beg your pardon? Until I can figure out who was giving me the money. I can't risk offending our secret friend. Oh. I nearly got lockjaw trying to be nice for this first class. I didn't know I would have to continue. Just
2: remember, sir, it's for the good of our theatre.
3: Ah, yes. The good of our (music) theatre. all right class let's try it again
4: <clears throat> mr blackard
3: yes connie
4: have you decided what we'll be doing for our end of class performance yet
3: no i'm i'm still thinking about it
4: well <clears throat> i'd like to make a suggestion oh would you yeah i have a little something i wrote
3: you're a playwright are you
4: oh uh, yeah sort of <laughs> wit's been encouraging me Anyway, it's a play about a group of people trapped on a desert island.
3: A desert island? How delightful! Well, to be perfectly honest, I've must... <clears throat> Mr. Blackard! Yes, what is it, Shakespeare? I'm busy.
2: A word, Mr. Blackard. Now?
3: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Well,
2: what is it? Remember, Mr. Blackard, our secret friend. What about it? Is it wise to offend anyone in the class? Uh, Connie, for example?
3: You mean do her play? I saw one of her plays at the little theater, and it was plainly awful.
2: For the good of the theater, sir. Oh,
3: right, right, for the good of the theater. As I was saying, Connie, to be honest, I think it's a brilliant suggestion. We'll perform your play.
4: Wow, thanks. Well, here it is. Oh,
3: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Heavy, isn't it? (laughs) I'll uh, read it directly after class.
4: All right. Uh,
5: Um, Mr. Blacker? Yeah? Um, I I was thinking about this show, too, and... There's something you'd like to do, Jack. Well, yeah, I'd really like to play a tough detective type. I'm even trying to grow a mustache. See? Really?
3: How exciting. We'll all get our magnifying glasses and have a look. Mr. Blackard.
5: I think it's a wonderful idea. A detective. Uh, um, um, If we're allowed to put in suggestions for our big performance, as it were, then I have one or two thoughts about characters which might suit my particular gifts. Really? You want to play a particular kind of turnip, Eugene? (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. I was thinking of a medieval troubadour type. Uh, That way I might be able to incorporate my uh, ukulele, perhaps? your you, 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 uh-huh. you, 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 ukulele right? yes, yes, perfect for a play
3: about a desert island Good. you could serenade Jack's detective mm. and what about you Shannon you could be the starlet who drifted onto Connie's desert island after her Olympic sized yacht sank oh could I and Charles me yes what would you like to be
4: I'd like to be a superhero
3: Oh, a superhero, of course Why didn't I think of it? You can rescue everyone from the desert island What a wonderful idea I can't wait to put this on stage for everyone to see It'll clinch my reputation in this town for a high quality theater Mr.
4: Blackard, are you being serious?
3: Serious, Connie? I'm being more than serious I'm being nice Aren't I, Shakespeare? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very nice.
1: Now, wait a minute, Connie. Edwin Blackard wants to produce your play about the desert island?
4: Yeah. Why are you acting so surprised?
1: Oh, I guess you've rewritten it since the last time I read it.
4: No, I haven't touched a word. Really? What what's wrong?
1: Connie... You remember what I said when I read your play.
4: Well, you didn't like it.
1: No, it's not that I didn't like it, it's that it wasn't a good play. Your characters were weak, your dialogue was cliched, and you didn't have much of a story.
4: Yeah, besides that.
1: Well, if you haven't rewritten it, then why in the world would Blackard want to produce it?
4: Obviously, he knows talent when he sees it.
1: Oh, I guess he does, but uh, I'd like to know where he sees it in this idea.
2: Shakespeare! The end of another rehearsal, sir. What else?
3: I'm at the end of my rope, Shakespeare. Six weeks of painful rehearsal, two weeks before our performance, and have you seen what's going on in there?
2: Not on purpose, sir.
3: I'll be ruined. My reputation, Iago, my reputation my career, my life. Is it so bad? Shakespeare, it's a play about a weedy computer hacker with an untuned ukulele, a detective with a pathetic mustache, a girl who is more of a hamlet than a starlet, notice the italics, Mm. and a chubby little kid whose belly button keeps falling out of his superhero costume, all stranded on a desert island. Is this theatre... Is this why I'm here? I don't know how long I'll be able to hold out.
0: Mr. Blaggard?
3: What is it, Miss Minion? Can't you see I'm having an overdramatic fit?
0: Yes, sir. John Whittaker is here to see you.
3: Whitt? No, I'll be humiliated to see him. Then see him anyway. Weird. Thank you, Miss Minion.
2: Lemonade, sir.
1: Uh, yes, please. Thank uh, you.
3: How are you, Edwin? Oh, you must know how I am.
1: Well, I've been hearing from Connie... She uh, seems to think everything's going well. I'm sure she does. You know, I know it's none of my business, but uh, would you care to let me in on the joke?
3: It's no joke, Wit.
2: Well, then what's going on? Your lemonades.
3: Uh, thank you. Bless you. Wit, we're broke. We're on the verge of going out of business. But someone promised us a lot of money to do this class, and we think it's someone connected with the class.
1: But we don't know who, so... So you don't want to offend anyone, uh, just in case. And that's why you're doing this program. Exactly. Well, that certainly explains a lot. I'm glad to know that it's only a problem with judgment. Judgment? Well, if you want my humble opinion... Oh, yes, yes. Yes. You've put yourself in an impossible position.
3: I know. I know. Not
1: only are you trying to please everyone in the entire class, but you've, you've let money become the center of your thinking. But we're going broke, Whit. I, I had to do something. But is this the best thing to do? I'm sure whoever gave you the money wanted you to be less concerned about offending your students than to guide and instruct them so they'd be good at acting. And if they aren't very good? Then it's better to be truthful and help them understand that.
3: Well, that's all very fine and reasonable, but it's not practical. It isn't? Whit, I've dealt with classes like this before. The students and their parents get very nasty if you say they're anything less than wonderful.
2: You'll remember that incident in Waldorf, Maryland, sir?
3: Oh, yes. And as I said, Whit, my hands are tied. Unless... Unless? Unless we can figure out who's giving us the money. Then we can forget
1: the rest. You can't do that, Edwin. What about their talents, their feelings?
3: That's showbiz.
0: Did you know that today's show is available for download online? At witsend.org, you can download any Adventures and Odyssey episode. It's never been easier to find or listen to your favorite shows. Visit witsend.org for more information.
2: Shakespeare! Shakespeare, wake up! Uh, Sir... What time is it? Oh, what does time matter? Trouble sleeping again?
3: I'll fix you some warm milk. Oh, forget the warm milk. I figured out who our mysterious friend is.
2: You have, sir? Well done.
3: Good night. Listen to me, Shakespeare. It could only be one person. Now think about it. Connie is a poor high school student who works at wit's end. Eugene is a poor, well, whatever he is, who also works at wit's end. Jack's just a pizza delivery boy who can barely afford to grow a mustache. I met Charles's mother, and she mentioned that his father works at a factory, so there can't be much money in that family. Which leaves us with Shannon and her Olympic-sized father with a car phone and expensive dialogue.
2: It's her Shakespeare what does this mean, sir?
3: It means I'm off the hook from having to cater to Connie's bad play, Eugene's ukulele, Jack's bad bogart, and Charles' belly button. I'm free! Free! ha <laughs> Free at last! Class, now, class, I have an important announcement to make. Due to circumstances beyond our control, we're going to make some immediate changes in our program. First, we're trashing Connie's script. What? I've trained dogs with better material, Connie. <gasps> Eugene? Uh, yes, sir? I would recommend that you find a very large sledgehammer mm-hmm. and destroy your ukulele with it. I beg your pardon? It's out of the show. Jack? Yeah? Take a pair of tweezers and pluck those three hairs you call a mustache. Oh. Charles? Yes? Turn in your cape. Your superhero days are over. Now, I've written my own play that I think will show off your individual talents even better. Shakespeare gave you the new scripts as you came in.
4: That's what these are? But according to the description, I'm a whiny teenager who bosses everyone around and couldn't write my way out of a paper bag.
3: Is that what it says? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That should be wet paper bag.
5: And what is this, sir? I'm a techno geek who wants to be a musician but doesn't have the talent? Self-evident. And I'm Jack the pizza-delivering donkey? It's a costume drama.
4: I'm a tree.
3: The less said about that, the better.
4: Wait a minute. What about me?
3: Shannon... You are the star! What? That's showbiz!
5: I'm picking out to see how many people are in the audience. Well? Approximately 178, not including your mother and wit. We're waiting near the back door for a quick exit. (sighs)
4: Terrific.
5: Make way, make way. Our star is born.
4: Oh, brother.
3: Shannon, take your place. Center stage. The rest of you, take your positions. The show is about to start. Ah, Mr. Everett, I've reserved your seat front and
6: center. Thank you, Blackard. I knew investing my money in this class was a good idea. Ah, so it was you. I never would have guessed. I try to be discreet about where I donate my money. Good luck, Pumpkin.
4: Thank you, Daddy.
6: If you will take your seat, Mr. Everett, we'll start the show. I can't wait. Neither can I.
2: Shakespeare, the curtain. Yes, sir.
3: Shakespeare, it's finally over Yes, sir The performance was an utter disaster Connie and Eugene stomped around the stage like a couple of angry bulls Jack the donkey knocked Charles the tree over three times and Shannon butchered her way through all the lines she could remember which weren't very many but she was the star of the show I hope so, sir Edwin Ah, wit, good of you to come
1: Well, thank you I just wanted to slip back to congratulate you How kind You completely compromised your integrity and honesty By showing favoritism for the sake of money
3: Thank you, thank you But Shannon was the star Her parents must be very pleased with us Blackard And here's our secret donor now Get the bank deposit slip ready, Shakespeare
6: Blackard Yes, Mr. Everett I'm speechless My wife is speechless and my daughter is in tears. Ah, moved, is she? Moved? Sick. How dare you let our poor little girl get on that stage and make such a fool out of herself. What? We never pretended that she was the most talented girl around. But for you, who should know better, to let her get up and... And I'd sue you for malpractice if such a thing were possible. But I I did it for you. The, The money for the class. The money for the class? You can forget about that. What? The only way I'd give you a penny for your class is if I had my brain replaced by a very small cauliflower. I hope you're satisfied. I'm coming. I'm coming.
3: But, Mr. Everett, I don't understand. His daughter was the star. Well, I hate to say I told you so, Edwin, but... Oh, what am I going to do? All these weeks of rehearsals and aggravation... And we're right back where we started.
1: Well, Edwin, that's showbiz.
0: Even intelligent people like Edwin Blackard need to be reminded that doing anything solely for money is usually a bad idea. We saw in today's episode the kind of mess he got himself into because he was so worried about his finances. I think Whit had the right idea when he suggested that being honest was the best thing Blackard could do with his students. Maybe next time he will know better. Well, thanks for listening. And remember, if you ever want to write to us, the address is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Or in Canada, write to... Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. And don't forget to ask how you can get a copy of today's episode. It's called A Class Act. The address again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a presentation to focus on the family. A class act was written and directed by Paul McCusker. Our production engineer was Bob Luttrell. And Chuck Bolte is our executive producer. And I'm Chris, hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey.